0: Hi there, welcome back. This is going to be for Isaiah chapter 58. This is a little bit about the Sabbath. In fact, a lot about the Sabbath. Uh, I remember President Kimball years ago in a conference talk used this as his text in uh, describing what happens to those that uh, don't keep the Sabbath. Anyway, let's see what happens here. Also about fasting, the true law of the fast in verses 1 to 12. Cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet or a ram's horn, and show my people their transgression in the house of Jacob their sins. The setting for Isaiah's sermon may be Yom Kippur, or the Day of Atonement. Verse 2, Yet they seek me daily, they do all the rituals but lack something yet, and delight to know my ways. As a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their God, they ask of me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching to God. Wherefore have we fasted, say they, and thou seest not? Wherefore have we afflicted our soul, And thou takest no knowledge. Behold, in the day of your fast ye find pleasure and exact all your labors, or inflict travail on others. The people have fun or work on the Sabbath, so they're not really keeping the Sabbath here. Verse 4, Behold, ye fast for strife and debate, i.e., fasting without spiritual motivation only engenders discomfort and irritability. And to smite with the fist of wickedness, ye shall not fast as ye do this day, to make your voice to be heard on high. Is it such a fast that I have chosen, a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head as a bulrush and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Wilt thou call this a fast and an acceptable day to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bands of wickedness and to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and that ye break every yoke? Carl B. Pratt in conference in uh, uh, October of 2004, said, "'If we fast and pray with the purpose of repenting of sins "'and overcoming personal weaknesses, "'surely we are seeking to loose the bands of wickedness in our lives. "'If the purpose of our fast is to be more effective "'in teaching the gospel and serving others in our church callings, "'we are surely striving to undo the heavy burdens of others. "'If we are fasting and praying for the Lord's help "'in our missionary efforts, "'aren't we desiring to let the oppressors go free?' or the oppressed go free. If the purpose of our fast is to increase our our love for our fellow man and overcome our selfishness, our pride, and having our hearts set upon the things of this world, surely we are seeking to break every yoke. Verse 7, is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry? In other words, also including paying a generous fast offering, that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house, when thou seekest the naked, that thou cover him, and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh? In other words, thy brother or relative. John H. Vandenberg explained, I suppose when when he speaks of loosing the bands of wickedness, of undoing the heavy burdens, and the breaking of every yoke, that he is referring to the wickedness of people who think only of themselves in selfishness, vanity, pride, and having hearts, so set upon the things of this world that the two great commandments of loving God and loving neighbor are entirely forgotten. The principles of loving thy neighbor and of loving God are encompassed in the true purpose of the fast. Certainly it takes no imagination to understand what is meant when he says that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house, when thou seest the naked, that thou cover him, and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh." He meant that in addition to taking care of the poor, that we should watch over our own kin and be responsible for our father, mother, brother, and sister when they are in need. It is here that I would like to state that the Lord has has caused a day of fasting and prayer to be set up in this day so that collectively the church might join together to fulfill the purposes of fasting. Verse 8, Then shall thy light, or inspiration and revelation, break forth as the morning, and, and thine health shall spring forth speedily. And thy righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be thy rearward or rear guard. Then shalt thou call, and the Lord shall answer. And thou shalt cry, and he shall say, Here I am. If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the finger, in other words, pointing in a gesture of scorn, and speaking vanity, and if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry, and and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity, and thy darkness be as the noonday. And the Lord shall guide thee continually, and, and satisfy thy soul in drought, and make fat thy bones, or strengthen And thou shalt be like a watered garden, and like a spring of water, whose waters fail not. So as we help others, then we'll be entitled to revelation. Verse 12, And they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places. Thou shalt raise up the foundations of many generations, and thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of paths to dwell in. Bishop Vandenberg said, Listen again to Isaiah and this promise. Then shall thy light break forth to the morning as the morning, and thine health shall spring forth speedily. What would this be worth to you? Think of what it means. And thy righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be thy rearward. Further, then shalt thou call, and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, Here I am. What more assurance would, would we need than this as a promise, that we may call upon the Lord, and he will answer? Then Isaiah reiterates, If thou take away from thee the yoke or wickedness, and putting forth of the finger, or accusing others, and speaking vanity. And if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry, and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shalt thou thy light rise in obscurity, and thy darkness be as the noonday. And the Lord shall guide thee continually. This is your personal security in times of need and difficulty, and make fat thy bones. I believe this has to do with health. In the bone there is marrow, and marrow manufactures the blood that is vital to the strength and well-being of the body. And thou shalt be like a watered garden, and so on. And uh, and they that shall be of thee shall build up the old waste places. To me, this is a promise to those working with the members of the church who are in need of physically and spiritually. They that be of thee, or they that be are they that may be able to help thee to do what? Build the old waste places, and as you help them to build, thou shalt raise up the foundations of their many generations to follow, and then thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach. In other words, you have helped them overcome their weaknesses, to restore their souls, to bridge the gap through reactivating, rehabilitation, and restoring the path for them to walk in. Verses 13 to 14 are the blessings of the Sabbath. If thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath, from doing the pleasure of my holy, on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord, honorable, and shalt honor him, not doing thine own ways, nor finding thine own pleasure, nor speaking thine own words. In other words, we're not working or doing our wills on the Sabbath, but the Lord's will. Then shalt thou delight thyself in the Lord, and I will cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth, and feed thee with the heritage of Jacob thy father, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. He's talking here about being exalted. President Kimball said, The Sabbath is a holy day in which to do worthy and holy things. Abstinence from work and recreation is important but insufficient. The Sabbath calls for constructive thoughts and acts, and if one merely lounges about doing nothing on the Sabbath, he is breaking it. To observe it, one will be on his knees in prayer, preparing lessons, studying the gospel, meditating, visiting the ill and depressed, sleeping, reading wholesome material, and attending all the meetings of that day to which he is expected— Failure to do these proper things is a transgression on the omission side. And that was by, again, President Kimball. Anyway, that's the end of the chapter. Chapter 58. We'll see you next time. Bye.